Bonjour and Falter to the second edition of the Mayo are Back podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll pull apart Mayo's titanically shit performance against the Razzies, we'll get reaction from inbreds on both sides of the border, and we'll ask the key question on every Mayo fan's lips. Can we do-do-do it in the replay in Markovic Park next Tuesday evening? And finally, we'll discuss the appalling treatment of Mayo's talismatic leader, Barry Moore. All of that is on the way over the next while, once again in the company of our esteemed panel of Mayo Men. This is the Mayo Are Back podcast. Mayo, do, do, do. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever we find you on this uh, this fine day. You're very welcome to the special Reek Sunday edition of the Mayo We're Back podcast coming to you not on Reek Sunday, but we're here. We're high up in the 17th level of the Hogan Stand here in Crow Park. We're just trying to catch our wind, I suppose, after that uh, absolutely titanic clash between Wayo and the Razzies. Um, we're looking down here. It's a pretty, it's a lot of quieter Crow Park. I think it's fair to suggest than what we had quite be, a yes, while ago. Yes. yes, we're bagless here at Crow Park. The odd plastic bag floating around. It's good to see. It's good to see that not all the bags um, were eradicated from Crow Park. We're happy about that. I suppose uh, here sitting beside me in his uh, in dressed as Saint Patrick for the day that's in it is. Uh, a Mayo stalwart who we all know well, Patsy Broderick. Patsy, it's Good your first time on the podcast. You're very welcome. Good to hear. Not often I'm here. Very. It's, we're we're absolutely delighted to have you. Of course, myself, Fat Larry, I'm back again. Um, it's been a whirlwind week. The podcast has taken a while to record this week. We've been heading to radio interviews and newspaper interviews. Absolutely, yeah. Busy. We really have uh, the last week. We really have uh, hit the big time, I suppose, and we're getting back down to earth now again and. I suppose we didn't we didn't predict this, Patsy. We're looking forward again. They're all square. We're heading to a replay. I believe Markovic Park next Tuesday. Give us your take on the game. What were your your first takings from uh, from the, this clash between Mayo and Roscommon? Well, I suppose I'd fashion it to the to the to the journey up. Do you know, it was uh, I suppose you know you're driving when you come into Roscommon. I suppose it was a, it was a, it was a struggle at the start. You know, so we take that as we conceded the first goal. I suppose it was like driving through French Park, mm-hmm. and you know when the second goal in, it was like coming into Bellinagar, and yeah. you know. But when Keegan went up the other end and and got that goal, I felt like we were we were just coming out of strokes. From, we were on the know, straight. We were, we're on the straight and heading towards Termonbury onto the good roads. Do you know, blow after blow. But I think it's fair to say that, as always with this Mayo team, very unpredictable. We were heading for the motorway outside Ballinalack, of course. And it was great to see, of course, as well, all the the Mayo fans in there this morning. I'm not sure if you saw us. We did make our presence felt, but we would have thought if it was to mirror the road to Roscommon, we would have straight a straight stretch ahead of us. But that's not how it worked out. No, it's not. Do you know, I, I'd fashion it to uh, being blocked up at the at the at the toll there. On we the, hit a bit of a roadblock. Yeah, we hit a bit of a roadblock on that toll bridge. You know, we, we I suppose we had to pay our way out, but we had, lads had to dig deep and. I suppose uh, deep in the pockets, yes. Deep in the pockets, yeah, and, and it, it worked out in the end, thanks be to God. So similar to our county board as well, who have, I suppose would probably have been as happy, really, if the the journey had come to an end here today. It might save those, might save those few euros. But alas, we're heading. We have another game next weekend. We're going to have to dig deep in the pockets again once more. We're heading for Sligo on Tuesday night. Roscommon once again. 
Well, at this point of the programme, folks, we're going to hand it over to our reporter, Billy Casey. We've sent him behind enemy lines. We've sent him inside County Roscommon. He's got his red and green bulletproof vest on. He's gone in there. He's going to see if he can get the views of the boys in the primrose and blue. Billy, can you describe the scenes of, of absolute desolation you found for us inside County Roscommon? Hello and thank you. And what a week it's been for Connacht football. Galway putting up an unbelievable performance against Kerry, while Mayo and Roscommon did battle in a match that nobody wanted to win or watch. Balahadrine has turned into the Gaza Strip as Mayo and Roscommon natives clash in the border town. A local barber from Roscommon has been cutting the ears off people who are from Mayo and has been quoted as saying, the Rossies are on their way for Sam. As well as that, a burning effigy of Andy Moran was set ablaze above Ireland's widest street in Strokestown. But I'll tell you the confidence is certainly high here, lads. I was watching Joe Dolan's older brother Frankie in action last night. The former Roscommon sharp shooter was sinking them over the bar from his left and right. He must have gotten 16 points in total, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Kiltoon man back in the primrose and blue if he recovers from his hangover in time. As all roads lead to Crow Park, both counties will do battle to see who remains the last team left standing in Connacht. And one thing is for certain, I would not like to be a sheep in County Roscommon if they don't win this replay. Thanks very much, lads. Over and out. Back to the esteemed panel. Um, let's have a look at the game. Uh, Patsy, your, your, your selections for, for man of the match from, from this All-Ireland quarter-final. Well, I, I found it particularly hard to get someone on the pitch, you know, um, titanic battles, you know, but I felt that it was the, it was the lads uh, who didn't, mightn't have been involved who were the, who were the better the better off for it, you know, mm-hmm. like, lads yeah. like Shane Nelly, um, Anadil uh, stood out, you know, um, but for me it was, it'll have to be the 16th man, and I know it's been said enough by national newspapers, local newspapers, the lot, but I think they need to mention again, you know, every match they're there, they're there applauding, they're there cheering. No matter if a, if a ball's going into our own net or up the opposite end, they're, they're encouraging the team, they're getting behind them. And that for me is, is uh, Rob Hanelli. You know, he's, Rob, he's yeah. awesome. awesome. I, I'd yeah. be very inclined to agree with you there. The I believe he's taken he's taken a lot of stick over the last while. And I have to say, I, I, I just find it appalling. I can't see why people would, would have any problem with Rob Hanelli's um, performances um, but as always, the 16th man, he is always there. We've said it before, we'll say it again. It's not a 15-man game anymore. Absolutely not, no. And uh, probably I would have to say that he'd have to be... It's the safest position for him on the field, I think, the 16th man. Not I, in the stands, not in the field, but he's he's given it his best. He is, he really is. And, you know, you have to admire him for that. You know, game after game, he's just, he's there. Absolutely. Now, I have to go on uh, just to... I suppose to expand on that point, really, I, I thought there was some more excellent performances as well. Obviously, I was very shocked. I think uh, I was coming up in, in the car this morning and I was really looking forward again to seeing another sterling performance from uh, Daniel Cribby. But unfortunately, I don't seem to know why after the, the string of excellent performances he's put in for this Mayo team all summer. Um, after all the years of uh, not being on the panel, I thought he was finally getting his run. Alas, um, it wasn't to be for him today, but I thought it was another man who really stood out, another man um, from the county town who really put his hand up, and I think that man um, is a good friend of ours, the Bird, Barry Moore. The Bird, Barry Moore, yeah, that's the I one. I thought he was absolutely excellent. Now, I have to say, 
you know, things weren't really weighted in Barry's favour, I suppose. On social media throughout the week, we've been hearing a lot. We've been hearing from inside the Roscommon camp about um, the booing from, from sections of the Roscommon fans directed towards Mayo's talismatic leader, Barry Moran. I thought it was um, it was absolutely appalling. I think um, it, would certainly, uh, it would certainly put me off uh, coming to the replay next weekend. I thought... Listen, I think Barry has had run-ins with Roscommon teams in the he past. Has. You know, he we has. remember he got sent off in a Connacht club final a couple of years ago. But I mean, you'd have to say that the the treatment he was subjected to from sections of the Roscommon uh, following was it was nothing short of a disgrace. In fact, we've actually got through the our uh, our text lines have been absolutely on fire. It's fair to suggest uh, in the last couple of uh, in the last couple of hours there since the. The match finished, and we will get to them shortly. We've some very, uh, we've had some interesting propositions put towards us from Mayo mm, fans, absolutely, yeah. Um, to uh, I suppose who are who are looking to defend Barry Moore, and we'll we'll get to those later on. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say that the sixteenth man. Man of the match from today's game? I'd have to. I, I, I can't see past Daniel Nelson. You know, of course, the honourable mentions there, as you said, Barry Moore and um, Sinead Nally. Um, do you know as well that Alan Dillon? Uh, Absolutely, you know you can't, you can't, but you can't look past sixteen men as always. Absolutely. To him. Um, yeah, look, I suppose at this point of the program, we've we sent our reporter Patsy. You were down, you were down in the in the bowels of the Hogan Stand not so long ago. You uh, you were chatting to manager Stephen Rochford. Um, we'll see what he has to say. Here we go. Yeah, well, lads, uh, I suppose you know at the end of the day, I suppose in a sense, it's it's fair to say that. You know we're absolutely uh, delighted with the level of our lads' uh, mm. performance at the end of uh, at the end of that game. I suppose uh, it was a great result for mm. ourselves in light of recent uh, in light of recent results we've had mm. against Roscommon. We've had some very difficult outings against them in in the FBD League in mm. recent years, and you know they got the better of us. But you know they did. those results. You know those games. This game doesn't mean as much to us as those ones, but you know. We feel this game will be great preparation for us heading towards the bigger days ahead that mm. uh, face us in January, you know, and I think we'll definitely be the better team for it. Absolutely. Um, Stephen, uh, what, uh, what must you do differently next week uh, heading into the, heading into the, the clash with uh, Roscommon in Markovic Park? Well, listen, lads, I suppose we'll, we'll probably carry on in the same vein as... Uh, we we have been for the last uh, I suppose season and a half really. Mm. I'll stand on the sideline. I'll hold my program. I'll take a sup of water every now and then. Mm. I'll probably stare blankly into the distance. Mm. Um, I suppose we'll probably look to to find our best players. I think on the pitch, and we'll be looking to bring them off mm. um, and replace them with some of our with some of our uh, ultra talented substitutes. I think. Mm. I don't think we need to change much. I think we're on the right. We're on the right footing, and and definitely, I think um, we're looking good heading into the replay. Uh, Stephen, what uh, what did you have to say to your uh, to your players? What were your final words uh, of encouragement that you gave before the game? Well, I think uh, I suppose uh, up Mayo really was all you can say, and mm. uh, Mayo do do do. Mm. So uh, that that. That was probably it, I suppose. 
Well, thanks very much for that. That was, uh, of course, Mayo Manger, Stephen Rochford there, uh, giving us his take on the All-Ireland uh, Senior Quarter-Final uh, draw. Um, I suppose at this stage, without further to do, we'll, uh, we'll get to the text lines that are absolutely on fire today. We got, a, we got a text in here from Mayo Simon. He asks, where's Alan Friedman? And I'd have to agree with uh, Mayo Simon there. I think that, that one really did stand out from the page. He's, uh, as we've said many times before, the marquee forward that maybe we're missing. Um, another man as well from near the border as well, who definitely could come in handy. Um, of course, we're, we're lacking a little bit of an Ahamore presence up top uh, this weather. We'll get to that later on. Um, we've got another tweet in here from uh, Mayo Top Scorer Official who says, uh, Great to be walking over the road than driving on it. Hashtag get me on the panel. Right, well, I'm not uh, entirely sure... Uh I'm not entirely sure where that one is going. Mm, I think, but you can, a, you can, you can, yeah, you can read into that whichever way you'd like. Um, anything that stands out from you on the text lines there, Patsy? Well, there's two, uh, two in particular. I've one here from uh, Richie uh, at Richie F two K twelve. It's he's asking me why isn't Stephen Cohn getting? He's getting on the pitch, but why isn't Stephen Cohn getting more game time? Yeah. Well, from what I understand, it's that at the minute they're trying to get him more game time, even give him a full game this stage. You know, he's an awesome talent. But uh, they're having a problem. They're currently in discussion with the GAA on being able to place two goals either side to join between the two sixty-five. So absolutely, yeah. so he won't be able to play as laterally as he used to, you know, because I think it's a deep-rooted fear. I think it happened, and his club is uh, Hollymount Barrymore. He, he's Hollymount Barrymore. He's, he's obviously it's it's long-term scarring. He, I'm yeah, sure it's coming from club level, you know. But I think once we get the two goals, probably positioned at either sideline, um, he 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 will actually. He will therefore he will consider sideways being maybe towards the real goals. To real the real goals because I think the, the, whatever's going on there he doesn't like looking at the goals. I think that there's there's something there. I don't know whether yeah, I think it is fair it is, to but, suggest yeah. he, he certainly is one of the most lateral men in Ireland. And um, you know I was talking to a uh, I talking to a man there in the stadium as well who maybe suggested maybe we could put the 16th man to better use. I was absolutely. I was I was uh, thinking myself that maybe if we positioned our 16th man maybe behind uh, the Roscommon goalkeeper maybe he would uh, take some sort of a notion maybe run towards maybe the correct goal for yes. a change because I think certainly um, at times you'd have to question if he if he actually knows uh, Where? which which side of the pitch yeah. he's shooting into um, but like I, I suppose I would like to add on to that you know uh, Stephen Cohen he's Cohen he, uh, he's he's very good like you know he, he has the cute <gasps> goals. you don't Excuse often me. win two uh, you don't have two All-Ireland medals just uh, out of favouritism you know like what he did there at the very last minute by you know picking the ball clean off the ground that was time wasting you know and then asking the ref what he did that wasted valuable time for Mayo and uh, you know it calmed calmed everyone down and Roscommon were no longer on the push so I, w- I would like to mention that Absolutely I think it's fair to suggest that um, you know I think I, I think we should keep faith in him but I think something definitely has to be done and yes. whatever the, yes. the the Mayo management decide to do over the over the coming uh, the coming week before the replay I suppose uh It'll, uh, it'll have to be. Uh, it'll remain to be seen what what happens there. Um, we have another one here from uh, at Father Frank. Uh, he's just asking. Ah, oh, Father Frank. Yes, yes, a good friend of the good, pitch. Very good friend of the. He's just asking. Uh, why wasn't uh, Fergie Boland on the pitch? Well, from my understanding, Father Frank, and you've actually mentioned it as well in your tweet. You've asked. You, you said you saw him on the Reek Reek Sunday. Now I understand, and he was let go from the panel because mm-hmm. he he was he wasn't authorized from management to. 
do reek Sunday. So yes, you know, I believe players have been strictly told no reek Sunday, Sunday the morning of a game. So he partook in reek Sunday, and you know it's that's it's that simple. Like he, he should have just played at his club or something, but he didn't. He did, he did reek Sunday. Or maybe a different sport. Maybe you know maybe hurling or hockey or some sort of. Yes. Uh, uh, I know, some maybe foreign do- sport dodgeball yeah. maybe I don't some know some foreign sport listen but, uh, yeah so there's, you know I, I, it's fair to say at county level in this day and age 100% focus is required and, is. and if he can't give that and chooses to climb the reek the morning of a game well then so be it I think he must be he must be let go from the panel absolutely I hope that answers your question there Father Frank yeah now we received a a very uh, very interesting um, a very interesting voice message into the programme there from um, a good friend of the page, well-known follower of the Mayo, uh, the Mayo senior team. Of course, you'll know her well, Noel Holmes Kennelly, uh, a resident of uh, the, fi- the fields of um, the fields of Glenmoy. She has been in touch. Now, listen, I'm sure she's not the only one um, who shares these sentiments, but we have to say, as we discussed earlier, the treatment of the man from the border, Adney Morning. Oh yeah, disgraceful. It's, it's just, I mean. You no know, room for it in the game. Absolutely none. No. We'll take it in soccer. We'll, you know, we just take it as a given that that's, you know, that's what happens. But in the GAA, no place for it. There's no place in the GAA. So disgusting. Noel has been in touch with us, and she has, uh, she has made a proposition to the page, um, for the for the the replay against Roscommon. She has, uh, she has written a little a little song about our great leader, uh, Adney Mornan. And uh, she has suggested to us that we'd ask supporters to sing this chant um, during the 19th and the 51st minute of the game next Tuesday um, in Markovich Park. So we're just going to play this little clip for you. I think it's I think it's interesting. I really feel this one no more than the Mayo do do do. I think this one could really take off. I think it's a it's a really catchy number. And uh, yeah, we'll play it for you here and, and see what you guys think. Okay, everyone. So this is my this is my song about Mayo's leader, Adney Morning. Adney, Adney, Adney Morning, Adney Morning can't stop scoring. Our man from Balladrine is the greatest footballer we have seen. Adney, Adney, Adney Morning. Well, there you have it, folks. That is a. Uh that was sent in Brilliant. to us again by uh, uh, Noel Holmes Kennelly, uh, uh, as an, an, an absolute staunch Mayo inbred. She has uh, sent that in. We're just going to leave that there. We're not going to, we're not going to force anyone to sing any songs. But if you're interested in uh, in singing that song during the 19th or 51st minute of the mm, game do, next yeah. Tuesday in Markovic Park, feel free. We think it's a good one, and we certainly think uh, it is important that we get out and uh, get behind our. Uh, our man. But there's more place in Adam the game Morning. for that now than there is for that carry on. Absolutely, there. I think that's that's very. Um, that's very. I mean, there's Shocking. nothing wrong with that. I mean, it could be maybe sang a little bit better than that, but we'll leave it there. Um, so we'll move on, I suppose. Um, we've looked back. All we can do now, really, is uh, look forward to the big replay. Um, Patsy, what do you think? Well, I think it's it's been mentioned in the media, of course, and straight after the game, I think Mr. Broad he mentioned that. Mayo need more goals and it was agreed upon by I suppose everyone and it's been said to me in the shop during the week and uh, so to get more I, I've come up with my own specific plan and it's it's my three point plan for Mayo to get more goals now we have a we have a very I suppose a, a checkered history with plans in this county I we suppose do. it would be we've had no plan for quite a it, while it's been fairly clear that, that 
people inside the panel aren't uh, aren't uh, capable of coming up with a, a plan for the team. So maybe if we can we can get one from maybe some outside the panel that maybe it'll be brought in to the team. That mm. would be very beneficial, I think. So Patsy, what well, is the plan? Well, it it, it originates when, when I was a young fellow playing underage football from a very lucrative. Um, Local based man, uh, I won't mean name names, you know, but he was a good friend of Tommy Lyons at the time. Mm. And uh, what was happening when we were playing games is we couldn't pull away from opposition purely because we'd be taking daft shots on goal and we just, the, the other team would come back into it. So we were offered five euro for every fisted point. So this brings me on to my plan for Mayor to get more goals. One, for any point that is kicked, shot that's kicked wide, they owe. Uh, Tommy Goonan, five euro. Mm-hmm. Because okay. why not? Tommy Goonan's a great man because the job he did in the top pitch. Yes. Uh, for every point they kicked, they rode a fiver by Rochford, and every goal they kicked, they rode a tenner by Rochford. Now, you, you may ask, what if I kick a wide and a score in a game? Well, then, Rochford owes Tommy a fiver. Tommy's getting his money regardless. Do that you know? is excellent, yeah. I think it's fair to say as well with the, with the massive bill we have on that absolutely. Uh, a useless stand we built there in McHale Park. I think it's it certainly is a it's a, it seems to be a win win for us. It does because I think it'll give the players more incentives, you know, because they're getting absolutely no benefits outside of football. You know, they're you know they're up early. They're not you know they're not getting their gym paid paid for. You know, if they're it's costing them lots of petrol, cars. You know all that to, to come up. So yeah, you know they it's, need the it's, money. It's they fair, to, it's fair money. to say yeah. they are they are very very uh, hardly har- harshly treated. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go on from that a little bit as well. I think. Um, Certainly, I, I would say it's never too late, in my opinion, to, to bring a player in from, from outside the panel. I think, um, you know, we have a lot of quality forwards in Mayo, as we talked about before. And, and, and I think that a player who could really make the difference um, heading towards the big replay is, uh, is, the, is, the, is the man from, from South Mayo. And that man is uh, uh, Jinking Joe Mortimer. I think um, he is uh, obviously one of our, our greatest ever um, forwards uh, a really a really top class player and I definitely think you know um, we could do with a player of his ilk in, in the in the game the next day you know there's no doubt about it he can kick them from the 40 he can kick them from the 50 as well I mean I've seen him kick them from on front of the goals I've seen him kick them from the corners mm. and I've seen him uh, to be fair now I've seen him miss very very few and you know there's no doubt about it uh, Jinkin Mortimer he's a uh, He's made many an opponent weep in his time, um, and it's fair to say that, you know, he'd do it. He'd do it awake. He'd do it sleeping. You know, he'll put them over the bar. He'll slot them, and he'll be the man to get the goal. So I think, definitely, I I do think he's a a player we could look at uh, heading for the replay. Um, listen again. I think no matter where we go, I think it's fair to say we do have a great chance. Our sixteenth man. He'll be there again. He'll be giving it as all every week. Every week, he's always there. He's going, he's going nowhere for the foreseeable future. Uh, so he'll be there. I think it's fair to say as well. I think the fact that you know, looking forward as well, you know, we haven't been able to win all Ireland's on Saturdays. We haven't been able to win all Ireland's on Sundays. But it's fair to say that we've been hearing for a long number of years now that you know this Mayo team really is going well in training. They always train very well. They train on a Tuesday. Yes. We're heading for Sligo on a Tuesday, so... Um, It'd be hard for them to get the training and the game in on the same day. Yeah, well, listen, I think I was chatting to Rochford after there, the interview. He just said that they probably would go for... They'd probably go for a training session maybe on Tuesday morning. Yeah. And uh, they'll head uh, they'll head to Sligo then 
for the for the replay then in the evening. So a good hard um, session too. I, think. I, I yeah. could I could hard them. I hard session. I say he'll run them hard. No shooting, mind. No, I I, I can't imagine they'll be doing much uh, much work with the footballs. Yeah, listen. There's just another another. Uh, point from the game that I'd like to take that I, I think that's probably been missed in a lot of in a lot of circles of supporters but I think a lot of the time our, our players do they get they get an awful lot of slack you know they're told they're not good enough they're told they're not going to uh, you know they're not going to get over the line but I think it's fair to say that the, the men on the line need to take a long look at themselves and they do they really do absolutely and those those men are without doubt the uh, the Mayo water boys I think um, look I think it's fair to say with the the present uh, Waterboy team that we have, as we've seen from the from the game on Sunday, I, I would have my doubts that we have the caliber of Waterboy inside uh, our camp that will be able to get us over the line. I mean, it's simply not there. Yeah, like I mean, their role in the modern game is completely underestimated, and I think you know, I certainly think getting water to the players is without doubt a lot more uh, important than your sweepers. Your your deep running wing forwards, I think definitely the water boys have the most crucial role in the modern Gaelic football team, and I think uh, unless we can really get that, uh, unless we can really get that in order before the replay, I think there is uh, there is very little chance of us uh, getting over the line. That's all for this week's edition of the Mayor Back podcast. As always, we'd like to thank you, the loyal Mayor Back following. We'd like to thank all of our special guests. We'd like to thank our large team who work diligently behind the scenes. And as always, we'd like to thank our main sponsors, Mace, Supermax and Delhi in Balnalak. To play us out this week, we have a well-known Mayo classic. Mayo, here we go. Mayo, Mayo, Cap
Hold the cup high and deep.